Hey everybody, just a very small note before we begin this episode. Our guest Justin has shared with us an ebook about in-house banking that complements this episode. It is not mandatory at all, you can listen to the episode and still get everything. As you will see, some in-house banking tasks can actually be outsourced, and treasury outsourcing is exactly what this episode is about. Head to corporate-treasury-101.com, head to the article section and look for the one with Justin to download the ebook for free. The link is, of course, in the description. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. This is the third and final part of our full interview with Justin Callaghan, where we discuss examples of treasury outsourcing. In the episode of today, expect to learn how does FTI Treasury leverages scale for efficient FX risk management across multiple companies? In which specific areas does FTI Treasury specialize in outsourcing and how does it benefit clients? What measures does FTI Treasury implement for sustained success in outsourced treasury functions? Some concise examples of successful treasury outsourcing projects and like always, much, much more. Treasury outsourcing, when done right, has very interesting intersections with treasury consulting, which made for a very interesting conversation with Justin, who has a tremendous amount of knowledge in the field and managed to answer very well to some of our toughest questions. We hope you will enjoy the episode. If that is the case, and when you're thinking about how you found our podcast, chances are that it was through word of mouth, social media, or a recommendation from your favorite podcast platform. And this is our only request to you. The best way you can support the podcast is to head to YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Corporate Treasury 101. That will mean the world to us and help more people learn about treasury. On another other note, this episode is brought to you by Automation Boutique. Automation Boutique is empowering treasury, finance, and risk management with tailored automation solution. They use robotic process automation, RPA, AI, APIs, and Power Query to create automations that can work with your existing systems. We partnered with Automation Boutique as we really like their approach to innovation and how they help the industry. For this partnership, they came up with an AI-powered automation self-scan that can help you find out if a business process is suitable for automation and how to best get started. It is totally free, non-intrusive, and only takes about 15 minutes. What's great is that the report you will get from the scan helps you determine if the benefits of the automation outweigh the costs. If you want to have a look, head to the link in the description or to automationboutique.com slash corporate treasury 101. And with all that being said, please welcome Justin Callaghan. Super interesting. Take us into the systems that you use then, just sure. because we've we dabbled on it yeah. for a bit of time now. Can you and you, you know, share names where you feel comfortable yeah, sharing yeah. names? Yeah. Um, which uh, which systems and do you use? Which ones are built in house? Yeah. And which ones do you in, use religiously no, a, yourself and stand by? Yeah, treasury technology is a is a is a dark yeah. art, isn't it? Because <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> we've had a few different vendors on. We've had Caribbean, yeah. we've had FIS on, yeah. uh, we've had. A few fintechs on yeah. a lot of FX yeah. 
uh, platforms we've had on as well to discuss those because they're obviously experts in yeah, each yeah. So we, we have already, our listeners have a bit of an idea yeah. of the overall landscape. But oh, fair enough. As you are the experts in treasury, yeah. as in that's why people should come to you. What systems are you yeah, using? Well, we're, so, so we would view us as a kind of practitioners, right? Um, so we're, as you say, we're kind of at the coal face, right? The 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 the, the, the yeah. users of these users of these systems. So so we we've nothing to kind of gain from uh, saying yay or nay against. We we just want to make sure that they that they that they operate well. Uh, if I if I if I so first of all, just to answer your question straight up. We use third party software, and um, we don't. We are not software developers. We don't believe that that's uh, uh, where we need to be. And um, to be to be blunt about it. Uh, we uh, uh, paint ourselves as experts in in managing treasury, uh, and if I went into a really large uh, uh, multinational company, many of them would run a mile if they if they saw that they were developing their own internal software. Um, and, and as you know, some some do, but they generally at some stage decide that this wasn't a great idea. Let's let's go and let's go and get it. Uh, a third party who'll manage this whole on our behalf. So, so, so just to start okay. with that, like, well, so, so what we do okay. is, 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 is we, we have built a treasury infrastructure that we believe uh, works very well for our clients and is best fit, uh, best fit for our clients. Uh, but to be blunt with you, um, uh, uh, I would be reasonably agnostic around most of the systems in that most of them do what they say they'll do. Um, to a greater or better extent, right? Do, 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 do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, so, so I, if you don't mind, I'm actually probably not going to say names because uh, we deal with lots of different systems providers uh, in in general. I told you who our who our who our main uh, treasury management system is, and they're they're great. Uh, but but you know, it is at the end of the day, it's a treasury management system. Do you know what I mean? And and, and maybe it's more about the relationship. And uh, we've been using that system for a long time. Used to it. Built a lot of. Um, We've built a lot of integration. Right, you know the system. We we have a lot of uh, stuff going on with it that that makes sense for us. But if you were to start from the beginning, I'm sure it'd be an absolute beast to try to try to get to put in place. You know, so yeah. so so I'd start by saying like you know that really in reality I, I I feel a lot of the systems can do what they say, and then it's up to sort of personal preference. You know, uh, 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 around that. Um, the other thing I'd say is that we have generally gone out and looked for systems that do specific things that we want to do right what what the hell am i what does that mean <laughs> yeah. uh like 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 in my books right gone are the day of the treasury management system right and it does everything uh, you know like we've become into a much more modular world where you know you have your core treasury management system but then you have other systems that do other things because they're specialists in that area and they do them really well rather than just trying to rely on one uh, on one name to kind of to kind of do everything. So so if I if I briefly outline what our sort of infrastructure looks like, okay. So so yeah, we have we have our our core database, which would be the Treasury Management System um, itself, the, the TMS, uh, and then generally speaking, from a front office perspective, we're using uh, one of the FX trading platforms. That would be the main. You know, our main dealing is in FX. Now we do you know a lot of money markets and deposits and stuff like that. But from a volume perspective and a value perspective our main dealing is in is in fx so we use one of the uh we use fxo but we also use 360 so you know we're, we're happy to use any um sort of sort of trading platform uh but if people ask us just because we have it well integrated we generally will fall towards the um the fxo platform um uh, we will have that stp directly into our tms so trade gets done gets pulled every two or three minutes i think something like that so it's almost instantly into our uh, into our treasury 
treasury management system. Uh, on the back of that, we have uh, the industry standard confirmation system. Again, uh, instant flow through uh, in terms of when the deal gets uh, executed. So you're talking, you know, between confirmation and execution, really a really short turnaround to catch any um, catch any potential issues that 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 may that that may arise. Uh, on the back of that, so that's you know that's that's three sort of integration systems, right? We have um, FX dealing, we have um, confirmations, and we have the uh, the core the core DMS. Um, uh, the other uh, system that we would use, and we we mentioned earlier on, would be uh, we have a, a cash reporting and forecasting system. We actually currently use two of them, depending on the um, the client's requirements, uh, and that is integrated in a number of ways. It's integrated with the treasury management system to get all details of treasury treasury flows. Uh, we'll have it integrated uh, with the uh, banking system, so, so that we have you know kind of opening cash balances and cash you know actual cash flows that we can you know do um, actual forecast for and and stuff like that. And then, and then, additionally, we generally will have that forecasting system integrated with our client's ERP side, so you know to get the AP and AOR. So again, you have a, a system, a modular system of the forecasting that is then integrated on our side with the banking system and the um, TMS, and then also linked in uh, from a forecasting perspective with the um, uh, client side ERP. Also, importantly, you know, it's, obviously that's a, a kind of a cloud-based, web-based system. So, so. We're not we're not doing forecasting in isolation, right? We need to know what's happening around the world. We need to know what are the flows going to be in France, what are the flows going to be in Germany. So 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 whilst we will try to obtain all the AP and AOR information on a global basis, if there is a global ERP, in many cases, as you know, there might be a global ERP with a, a couple of fellas won't be on it in Spain and two lads in Portugal won't be on it either. Do you, do you, do you know, so 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 obviously there's there's access, you know, there's local access from a from a forecasting um perspective as well to be able to cut a few input. and also you know they might have one-off tax payments or something like that so 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 we provide access globally um to that forecasting system so so there's another system that's the cash reporting uh, and for and forecasting system obviously we have kind of market feeds coming in from various different different areas which will help us produce market markets and all that sort of stuff and then our other uh, main integration from our systems integration from the TMS perspective is with the banking systems. So, you know, we need to be getting the MT nine forties or camps or whatever whatever they are out, out of out of uh each of the uh, banking systems and into our TMS so we can track, you know, what's going on. We can do we, we can do bank recs, we can track intercompany movements, you know, we can apply interest to them, all that all that sort of good stuff. Uh, and on the flip side we need to be able to get payment files back out of the TMS in there. So 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 we're providing all of that sort of in, in environment in terms of the, uh, the the banking integration, and then probably the final key integration that we do, which is is pivotal really to be honest, is the integration of our treasury management system with the back end accounting system of our client. Uh, I mentioned that before. It's often, you know, uh, it's often SAP or one of the big kind of uh, ERP systems. And what we will do is we will produce a precisely mapped treasury accounting file uh, that will go into into that system. So. That can be really complicated, you know. So it could have, in in some cases, we have like hedge accounting um, for derivatives that's you know split up between the yeah. time value, the option value, and the remain you know the remaining points, and you're putting lovely stuff. Yeah, exa exactly. <laughs> you know, and half it's going to OCI, and the other half is going to God knows where. But but you know, uh, so it can be really complicated like that. Or it can be pretty basic, right? It can be just this is the intercompany balance between the treasury entity and whatever, and this is the accrued interest, you know, so 
the, the important thing is that it flows and it happens and it works easily for the accounting team, really, uh, on, on the far side, because the last thing we need to do is create any sort of friction between Treasury and accounting, because what we're doing is making their job harder. So so one of our selling points is also, look, from an accounting perspective, we'll make this a lot uh, a lot easier for you. The last sort of system is obviously the, the netting system that we use. So again, we use the the, 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 the brand leader, I suppose, in reality, uh, globally from, from a netting um, from a netting perspective. Uh, and uh, we integrate that both with um, the TMS uh, to get any kind of intercompany netting flows that might be that might be coming up. And then importantly, we help all of our clients to integrate either with a centralized ERP environment, you know, so if they have AP and A or on a global basis, great. Uh, but again, more often than not, we have a mixture between kind of centralized and then localized um, uh, localized uploads of, of invoices and the likes. So that's kind of it's fair to use you lads if you if you caught all that because it was a lot, <laughs> a lot, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot so, and that's good that's good I think you laid out the pillars of a good treasury uh, organization essentially so I think that was really interesting and to you so because there was I, I as I understand it I guess there's two ways in which you work with companies then right there's the way in which and um, maybe they have a very basic treasury operation at the moment it's just some light on Excel um, or indeed they, they have a, um, a a huge growth phase like an acquisition or something like this that requires all of a sudden a proper treasury infrastructure. In that case, they can just tap into your systems. Right. It's kind of the flow of information, data and executions is everything's coming through their ERP. It goes out into your systems and then comes back into their system already managed, right? right. That's one setup. And in that sense, you're using all of the systems that you just mentioned there. The other setup is where there is an existing treasury team, there's an existing a treasury operation, uh, maybe there's a new group treasurer that came in and says, hey, look, we need to start outsourcing some of this stuff so that we can um, do it at scale, We can it can be done better, we're not doing netting, we should get someone to do netting or, or whatever, right? Uh, something like this. Yeah. And in which case there is treasury infrastructure already in place inside yeah. the company and then you're kind of coming in on top. In that setup, I guess it's a bit of a match between what of their systems you use and what of your system you use. Do you just get access to their softwares? Like, how does that? Yeah, like if 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 required, we get access to their software. But but generally speaking, uh, if there is any kind of integration, we try to automate it. Um, so generally speaking, you know, if there is a requirement, for instance, uh, to use their treasury management system or for them to have a full treasury database. We may still use our treasury management system, but then extract a file, which will be directly um, uploaded into theirs. So do, 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 do you see what I mean? So okay. there's, there's kind of ways and means um, around it. And you'd rather do that. You'd rather keep your system and run it with that because I guess you're experts. Co in correct. And, and, and it's fully, the environment is fully integrated to, to be honest with you, Sammy. You, you know, so, 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 you know, we're trying to, I suppose we're trying to get efficiencies where possible. Um, another thing I, I didn't mention, just to just kind of bring it into the fore as well, is that we have a we have a really significant uh, uh, RPA suite in place, so so robotic process automation um, uh, in place, whereby we are uh, using that to uh, uh, undertake nearly all of our cross application processes, if that makes sense. So. So, so now when our dealing team comes in in the morning, all of the information that they need from a cash positioning um, perspective is already there, right? So, 
our robots have gone off. They've got all the statements. Uh, they've integrated them into a system. They've gone to the treasury management system. Uh, they'll have put that all into the relevant database. Uh, it'll kind of got currency rates. It'll kind of tell you what's maturing. Do you, do, do you know what I mean? So, 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 and 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 we're methodically going through all of our um, processes to try to do that because, yeah. because to be to 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 be blunt about, it, we have people here who are quite skilled. And, and the last thing yeah. we kind of need them doing is opening spreadsheets. Walking and yeah, exa exactly. So that's something that we've really invested heavily in. It also was a massive risk reduction. You know, there's no fat finger risk um, uh, coming yeah. into play. So, so it, it, you know, we, it has multiple uh, multiple benefits. Uh, and it also has a business benefit, to be blunt, in that you don't need as much resource um, to be able to undertake, undertake the process. Just an uh, Automation Boutique is one of our sponsors, right? That's right. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Is as well as yeah, uh, exactly. RPA Automation for companies. Exactly. And uh, yeah, some of the stuff that they're doing is great in terms of, uh, as you say, eliminating the risk and uh, uh, bringing in a kind of a, a more streamlined uh, process. Justin, how does it, because I, I'm, I'm keep asking myself this question and maybe some people in the industry will as well. If you use your own system, it means the cash at some point needs to move from the client system or the information needs to move from the client system to your system to then go back to the client system. But so to take a very practical example to understand how it works, if we take the netting part, for instance, yeah. what does it mean that you aggregate, do you create one instance per client yeah. within your netting system or do you say, okay, and that's one of the other questions we want to ask you, we integrate it into the pool of the other clients data and then we net everything so that's major benefits obviously but then you mix everybody or yeah. how does it work no we, we 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 definitely do not do the latter which is the mixing of everybody okay that's, that's just that's which just, would make sense just a big no-no um to be to, to okay be blunt. there is no commingling of financial yeah. assets at all just to be just to be clear every okay. every client is very much ring fenced and bucketed within their own legally owned systems databases and bank accounts you know and they're nothing to do mm -hmm. with us they are theirs 100 percent. all we are doing is providing an infrastructure and a resource to undertake particular no. uh, particular 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 process so for instance when we onboard a new let, let, let's just stick with netting because it's, it's easy right uh, well maybe yeah. it's not easy i shouldn't say that should I? <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> when we onboard a new netting client we will go out to our uh, netting software provider and get a new netting database for that client you know do you know what i mean and it is specifically for that client the login will be whatever at the client's name you know um it's it's a specific defined database all of the information flow that goes in there um uh will come from client data sources uh be them erp manual uh, other invoice systems what, whatever uh and it will only be those clients data sources and the net values will only be the netted values of that client the net values will be trade sometimes they're traded cash sometimes they're done across you know intercompany accounts so we can do it either way if they are traded in cash the trades are done with their clients counterparty banks in that client's name you know execution on behalf of uh and then they are settled across that client's bank accounts so you know it's very much ring fenced no commingling uh we are just providing an infrastructure and and a resource to get certain um processes done and it's important it's a good question because it's important that people would sort of understand mm. that no no 100 take us into um how you like like i guess let's stick to that example of outsourcing right so let's go all the way through to uh netting 
uh, outsourcing. A company comes to you and say, yeah. Corporate Treasury 101 is coming to you and saying, hey, Justin, yeah. uh, we're getting mahusive with all of our sponsors <laughs> and our relationships and we need to start uh, intercompany netting yeah. because we have an entity in different places as well yeah. and everything like that. Um, and so tell me what happens internally for you. Do you guys have like a netting expert that is across different clients? Or if I also need netting and I need some FX, I need some... Um, other operations? Do I just get my own FTE out of uh, FTI? No, we, 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 we certainly have experts. Do I get the entire team? Exactly. We have experts in in particular areas, and, and we do we do have a netting expert, right? But they will manage the netting process, right? But they don't manage everything to do with it, and that's that's pretty fundamental because any, any of the processes that we undertake are subject to the normal segregation that you would expect within um, a treasury operation. So whilst all of our clients will have a main contact, um, okay. that main contact certainly will not do all of the things for a client, if that if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so you, you, I mean, you make a good point, right? Netting, right? Um, uh, like for instance, if you're if you're going to cash settle netting, um, you need to actually execute FX deals. So net, now you're not just doing netting, right? You're also needing to have access to FX all and probably a treasury management system. You're probably also going to need access to um, uh, banking systems in order to settle out the netting. Okay, so, yeah. so you know, you say let's just do a bit of netting. It's a little bit more, <laughs> a little bit more complicated <laughs> than that. Now, having said that, right, we we do have clients who would undertake netting, but then just settle it all on a non-cash basis. So if you think about it, they'll just settle it all across intercompany accounts. You know, create a debit and a credit on a ledger, and instead of having you know, a, a receivable to Spain and an owable from Germany and a receivable from USD, you'll just have a single. You know, you just have a single balance with either an in-house bank or some kind of entity, which is it's a, it's a very clean way of managing uh, netting and, and much less complex because now you've removed all of the requirement for, um, you know, FX dealing, cash settlement, bank uh, uh, integration and all, and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, we are, you mentioned before that we're plug and play. We are plug and play, right? But everything we do is customized for each client. So not, no. nothing is the exact same to be, to be blunt. It all looks a little bit similar. Uh, you know, and, and, and we obviously have economies of scale and benefits of knowing what we do, but none of it's the exact same because everybody has slightly different system requirements, slightly different information flow, uh, maybe keen on non-cash versus cash. You know, it's all just that little bit, uh, that, that little that little bit different. So, um, you know, I suppose you, you ask, like, take us through how does it look? say for instance with netting like 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 the first thing we need to sit down with a client to do is define what they actually want yeah you, you know um like okay you you want netting and that's fine but how do you want that to result do you, do you, do you know what i mean um, and how do you want that what to do you, why do you want netting? exactly exactly uh the other thing we would generally do just to stick with netting for instance is we would look for some of the uh data on the intercompany flows which will allow us to define what the likely benefits financial um of netting or i have to say that when when we implement netting uh solutions with clients generally the financial benefits is what starts but it's all the other benefits that accrue after that that they sort of go oh geez this is great we're we're centralizing all our cash flows to one sort of day in the month uh we've totally cleaned up our deflated our balance sheet because we don't have a million and one intercompany balances you know so so it's funny they are often the things that, that lead through so so defining you know that sort of data flow is is really uh really important uh and then from there what we generally do is you know we'll commission the uh, the database from the from the software um, software provider and then we start working with uh the it 
uh, team of the of the client to see how they want to get the AP and AOR data in in and importantly out because there's two elements to it right anything that's you, you need to get information in so that it can get netted and settled and then you need to get information out so that it can get cash allocated effectively across back the across the across the ERP so so once we've done that then uh, we generally move into kind of uh, user training um, perspective because netting is a netting is a funny beast in that you know, unlike a lot of treasury stuff, like you know, if we're if we're managing um, uh, liquidity systems and stuff like that, you can, you can kind of do it in isolation a little bit, just with just within the treasury team. Whereas netting is really it's a it's a business touch point, right? So all of the subsidiaries around the business are going to see it. Uh, that's great in many ways because it gives treasury a a, a a good kind of stage to to show off what it's what it's able to do. Uh, but it's also a risk, right? Because you need to do it right, because um, you don't want to get egg in your face across the whole, the whole, the whole, uh, the whole company. So, so, so we we would generally manage a, a range of kind of training sessions. Uh, normally, we're doing this in global companies, so we we try to do kind of them across the uh, across the time zones over a couple of weeks, uh, which makes people feel comfortable. You know, they know what's going to happen. Generally speaking, if they're coming from a an environment where they're not doing netting. Um, uh, what we try to promote is the workload benefit of this. Like you know, you're gonna have no more wrecks. Uh, you know what I mean? You're gonna have you're gonna have all these things settled out. Uh, you're gonna deflate your balance sheet, etc., etc. Um, uh, and then uh, effectively, uh, we move into the live into the live environment, uh, and we run through the netting process. I mean, we have a very well defined manual, what we refer to as a manual, which lays out kind of the, all the steps of each netting cycle. Um, but it's a it's a very smooth process once you kind of get up and running, and people people generally become very comfortable with it within one to two cycles. Um, our clients, in general, would would run a netting cycle every month. That's the sort of general. We've we've done a good few that run a netting cycle every you know twice a month, and then we have a handful that you know do it really frequently, maybe every five days. Sometimes that's uh, if they have a really high volume of intercompany trade. That is creating FX noise. They want to clear that off the balance sheet as quick as possible. Do you, do you, do you know what I mean? So, so that would kind of drive uh, some of the frequency. So, so it is interesting. People use netting for different end purposes. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, an, it's, it's, an, it's always interesting to see why and to understand why a client wants to do that. And so, what's the? Can you? I mean, if I'm because there'll be treasurers listening to this right now. So, what? effort is it for me as a treasurer? So what do I need to give you, Justin, so that you can set up miners? So list them off for me. If I want to set up netting today, what are the things that you're going to be taking my time to get done so that I can win my time back from? Yeah, that's that's a totally fair question. So 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 the key from a pure netting perspective, actually the treasury touch is really light um, because there's very little. Uh, there's there's no treasury touch point really. All, all, you, all you really need to do is get the AP and AOR, the, the intercompany AP and AOR information from wherever. It might be an ERP system, it might be locally input, it might be a local accounting system, whatever. And we generally work with either the uh, centralised IT system or the local finance managers to do that. So so that's potentially an effort for the on the client side, but not necessarily the treasurer, if that makes sense. Um, uh, uh, the, the, the treasury elements come into it if we, we need to do the FX dealing. And we need to do the um, the settlement, right? So, so then, generally speaking, again, we manage most of the setup on the FX trading platform. So, generally speaking, all we need is an introduction to the uh, to the banking uh, partners, and as you can imagine, generally speaking, they already know us, right? So, it's not it's not kind of 
it's not new to them um, uh, because, as I said, is that there is a, that kind of concentration of banks that we generally that we generally deal with. Uh, so that's reasonably straightforward. And then the other thing is we need to be set up as users on EV systems, um, uh, and you know to have all that set up. That, that's really the bulk of the work, client side work. Uh, so it's it's quite uh, light. Would I not have to like we we need to establish a treasury policy for the netting system, right? We need to establish what are the controls, what is out of let, what's our risk appetite on it. I guess with netting, it's not really yeah, it's a, risk appetite, but exactly. there's the whole FX aspect yeah. of it, um, like you mentioned there as well. So I mean, so generally there would be a lot of aligning on what are the for my company, what is my I need to explain to you my business model. I need to explain to you all my subsidiaries, where they're set yeah. up, why they're set up like they are, et cetera, et cetera. We need to go through this whole process as well. For, for if, we're, if we're taking on cash management, that's absolutely the case. Uh, if you're doing yeah. netting in isolation, not so not so much, you know, because okay. there's not really... It's just the bank account. Exactly. Yeah. It's just kind of a... Yeah. It's a it's a flow through, right? It should end up yeah. in netting by definition, should end up having no impact, right? <laughs> or there's something going to be wrong. <laughs> um, uh, but, but, but you're absolutely right. If, if we're looking after cash management and stuff like that, yeah, we need to agree risk parameters and stuff like that. But actually, to be honest, we normally would work that out in maybe an afternoon's workshop, something like that. We generally go visit our clients. Okay. We'll, we, we, we bring with us sort of a suggested approach. Do you know, do, 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 yeah. do you know what I mean? Uh, and then we will adopt as the that. treasury experts. Exactly. Well, I, well, it's just I would ask you to say what should I do, and it's not it's that. it's not necessarily what should. It's more look. This is kind of what we would generally do, and mm -hmm. and really like like the key things are like for instance, right? Some clients uh, would prefer to run a little bit of a higher currency exposure uh, because they don't want to execute more deals, right? Do, do you know? Do, do, do you know what I mean? Often the the differences are really subtle nuances. Um, you know, so we, we'd have clients that would have, for instance, you know, a, an FX tolerance of the equivalent of 100,000 US dollars. That's probably about as low as you're going to go because you're not going to really want to be doing deals for anything anything lower than that. Uh, but then we'd have other ones that would have, you know, 5 million, uh, you know, and, and it's really just understanding. And then, and then, and then obviously, you know, some people would say, well, I'm happy to have a 5 million euro exposure. But I don't want a five million ruble exposure, yeah, you know, or, or or whatever, you know. So, yeah. so it's working through those. I know, and as you say, like you can only work through them, right? Because they will be individual yeah. to a company. Uh, uh, you know, someone who has uh, significant operations in Mexico may be willing to have a significant exposure to 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 Mexican peso, even though it could be volatile and the interest rates very high. You, you know, so course for courses, uh, it's a matter of sitting down and working through. But it's not as complex as you might. Imagine, um, and in fact, we we seek to not make it that complex. Uh, what's the saying? Kiss, keep it simple, stupid. You know, you know, it's a, uh, uh, you know, overcomplication just makes things difficult and potentially sort of increases risk. So we just sort of take we, we take that view and we take a very pragmatic approach, to be honest, to most of these things. Sounds great, amazing, Justin. I think we unfortunately have to bring this absolute masterpiece on treasury outsourcing to an end. Slowly <laughs> and hard like to... <laughs> <laughs> Just that. Any anything else you'd like to add on the different topics we touched upon? Anything we didn't discuss that you think might be uh, important or interesting to bring to our audience? I, I mean, like, like, like. Listen, guys, we, we've covered a lot there, right? <laughs> anybody, <laughs> anybody, anybody who makes it this far deserves a coffee. Um, <laughs> uh, no, look, listen, like, like uh, treasury outsourcing. The one thing I would say about it is that um, uh, it kind of flies under the radar a little bit, um, you know, and. 
and it's a consideration that should be higher probably on people's agenda only just a consideration right uh, uh, when when looking for solutions to particular problems you know thinking outside of the box can sometimes be a, a benefit both both kind of financially and uh, from a process um, perspective uh, the other thing I'd say is that like if anybody is sort of considering looking at uh, any sort of any sort of solution like right really the key to it is to find people who've done it before right uh, and and talk talk to them that's the uh, because you, you can have people from the business itself can kind of tell you anything right and and outsource providers are very different in nature um so you need to kind of you know find find your fit let's put it that way uh, someone who can do what you need them to do uh, and 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 importantly remember this uh that like that that really these people are going to be part of your team right so you know can you work with them uh, would would you give them a job if they wanted to be part of your team? You know, <laughs> um, uh, they they are kind of important uh, important considerations. But, but really, I, I, at the end of the day, uh, I would suggest that uh, if people are in, in, interested in the topic, there's loads more resources on our website fditreasury.com. Uh, and in addition to that, you know, if you're if if people are seriously kind of interested in discussion, obviously we're always open to help people. Even we talk to people all the time, just from a discussion point of view, and it doesn't ever come to anything. That's that's totally fine. Uh, and again, you know, reach out to your peers um, that have done this, uh, see what they feel. There's nothing better than a than a than a, a peer sort of a recommendation for anything in the treasury world. I think we probably all know that. You know, if you were looking for a, a good banking partner, you definitely pick up the phone. You, you know, if you're looking to put in place a new funding structure, you definitely pick up the phone. So why not do it for for these things as well? Absolutely amazing. So you named it fditreasury.com. Anything else? Um, if people want to know more about you or FDI Treasury? Yeah, well, look, there's, as I said, there's lots of lots of resources there on the web. Uh, we also have um, a chatbot there, so uh, feel free. But also my, my uh, personal email is there, and I'm always open, always interested to hear what's going on. Someone called me a treasury nerd once, which I, I'm not sure if that was a compliment or not. <laughs> it is. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> we call that all the time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. 170 plus episodes of Open Treasury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're definitely treasury nerds yeah. as well. Don't well yeah, I didn't, help that I didn't want to say that, guys. <laughs> 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 we'll take it Justin thanks folks talk to you all soon